What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a new episode of TriFlix Cast. I'm Tristan Watkins. This is the show where we interview innovative, creative, entrepreneurial people, people trying to make a difference in their community. Today, we have two individuals, part of one record label, here to uh, show us how that's done. They are not only producing music, trying to uh, make a way for themselves, but they're also trying to do a lot of community work to promote uh, the ministry of God, to, to be missionaries for the area, and also try to support people and build them up along that way. They are... Uh, rappers, they are producers, uh, record executives, you know, they're out here trying to, to be missionaries and have a missionary mindset for their community, uh, drive that community. So with that, we are so grateful to have you guys in here. I uh, appreciate you guys today. Good to be here, man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pull that mic in, get close, yeah. right? Uh, since we got two of them in here, they're going to be passing the mic back and forth. So you got to be patient with them on their answers. Sometimes they might take a second to, to swap that between them. That's not a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Today we got um, Taurus Hearns and LG. I did not get the full name. So we're just, uh, Livingston. Livingston, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, but uh, for everybody listening, you're going to know him as LG. You're going to follow him on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. You're going to find these guys. And that's how we're going to do it today. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Taurus. Where are you from? What you doing? And uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so my name is Taurus Hearns Jr., um, I'm a Christian hip hop artist. Um, my artist name is Cross Truth. Um, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I was originally born in Youngstown, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, so my grandmother took me in when I was younger. My father got caught up in, you know, the, the whole street lifestyle and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so she took me in. I was raised in church uh, most of my life. Um, that's why I was introduced to, you know, playing the drums, getting involved with instruments, so yeah. on and so forth. Um, and then it just kind of spiked the interest with uh, with rap music just growing up around my uncle um, who actually did music back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. And I just kind of followed in his footsteps as far as doing music and whatnot. So I started rapping when I was like six years old. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of been been on that wave ever since then. Mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Always had that that um, that entrepreneur mindset just because that's what I was around most of my life. Um, so yeah, man, that, that, I've always had that uh, passion to want to have my own business or, or um, you know, have a partner and work on something. Mm -hmm. Just kind of make a living for myself and for my family. And so we we started Hills Iron Records, and that's how it happened. Yeah, right yeah. on, man. What about you, LG? Tell, uh, tell us about you and uh, how. I guess we can talk about it now. We'll get into it, I'm sure. But how you guys maybe have met, how you guys started working together, because it sounds like your story is about trying to find a way to do music and. Yeah. And, and build that on your own. Oh, yeah. But it, you guys have got a partnership now. You guys are working together. So tell us about that a little bit and where you come from. Okay. Well, my full name, Livingston Gordon the fourth. You no, know, go by the stage name, LG from Birmingham, Alabama. And, um, man, I kind of started getting inspired by music growing mm -hmm. up, um, being in the car with my dad, listening. Like, I started with secular music. So I yeah. was in the car with my dad, listening to, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Tupac, yeah. Not About Nature, like, different things like that. And. Later on, I started writing my music, you know, and um, I was doing club music, honestly. And over the years, it wasn't working, but I had an auntie. I have an auntie. Yeah. And she, you know, kind of prophesied to me and said, you know, God's going to give me the music thing, but it's not going to be the type of music you think it is. Right. And then along the way, you know, I was getting impatient because I'm like, okay, when is it going to happen? And she came back to me. She was like, uh, not only is God going to do it for you, but you're gonna be safe when you do it. And also he's gonna send somebody to you to do it with. So it's so much backstory to that man, um, mm -hmm. going through different jobs and ended up working at Sam's Club. And um, that's where I met him. And when we first <laughs> met, it's like- You, you know, both working there? Or you come in one yeah. day and you like bag my stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> we both was working there. Actually, I was working there way before he was. Mm -hmm. And I ran to um, different people like, I ran to a guy, he was doing Christian music as well up there. Mm -hmm. But for some odd reason, I kind of felt like he wasn't, you know, the one. And later on throughout the year, I came in to work and I see this new guy outside pushing carts and he had this look on his face. I always tell him about that. He had like this just blank look. And I was like, man, I'm not gonna bother him because he looked kind of mean. But <laughs> over the time, man, he, he uh, while we was out there working, he actually came over to me and started a conversation. Yeah. He was like, you know, man, I play football and this and that. You know, we had a mm -hmm. conversation. He was like, but I don't think that's what God called me to do. And right when he said it, it sent like a chill down the side he was standing on. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, you know, from there we just started clicking and 
Man, it's, it's a long story. So. Yeah, no, no, we can dig into it a little bit. So at that point, were you saved yet? Or like he was like the first introduction of, I you can, you can go into something and have mm-hmm. that like God-driven view of it. So like yeah. how was that? Uh, were you saved <clears throat> at that point? Excuse me. At that time, I wasn't saved, okay. but I was raised in church. Like my mom always instilled the word in me. And yeah. um, I told my bro, like way before we met, I've always had. Instilled it with a switch? Hmm. <laughs> oh, she she whooped me now. <laughs> I, I, mine was a little bit easier upbringing. I I didn't get too many of those, but uh, oh, it, yeah. So lucky, <laughs> lucky, <laughs> man. But yeah. it it's, it started off like man, I I had crazy dreams. So it's like God mm. was actually pulling on me from so many directions. But anyway, back to the um getting saved part. Yeah, he's the one that actually kind of pushed me to getting baptized in Jesus' name because he he pushed that yeah. a lot. So. You know, after the, um, we started building our relationship at Sam's Club, and um, I, I let him hear some of my music. Like, I was still doing sickly at that time, and he was like, oh, okay, bro, you know, this and that, and he let me hear some of his stuff. So we, he was like, man, we're going to link up or whatever. And um, one day, um, let me see, you lost your job before me, right? He lost his job at Sam's Club, and then I ended up working, like, way off at Subway in a different part, and um, we was like, man, you know, how are we going to connect? And this and that, around this time, it was like December. What I, what uh what year was this? Uh, yeah, around twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And um I eventually losing my I eventually lost my job at Subway and it was around December. So I was like, man, you know what? We can um actually link up now since we both ain't doing anything and I linked up with him. He took me to his church that night. He was like, bro, you want to get baptized? You want to get baptized? I was like, not right <laughs> now. Not right now because yeah. honestly, I was still drinking and just doing my little thing. So he kept pressuring me, man. And that night, I just finally broke. And I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. And I remember us walking up to the altar and his bishop was like, um, why didn't you come up here when I did the altar call for the baptism? And I was like, you know, I wasn't ready here. He wasn't going to do it. Then he thought about it. He said, well, you never know what tomorrow it brings. So he ended up going ahead and extending the service to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that night I got baptized, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And, man, that very night we came out with our first song. Like, everything just started working. Yeah. Yes. yeah. My awesome. auntie prophesied everything to me. Man, it's, it's, it's deep for me. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. It's a cool story. I mean, yes. I'm, that's like tip of the iceberg. I'm sure there's uh, probably a lot of ups and downs along that way. You told very linearly. And that's you know two to three minutes you know that's uh sometimes you gotta cut some things out right? no no you're good like that's um you know not uh we we don't have to dig too deep if it's uh not something you guys want to talk about but oh it, it doesn't bother me it's, yeah. it's up to him yeah all right well let's uh let's get back into the music we might be able to pull that up towards the end a little bit we, probably, okay. we might have some extra time but uh yeah let's talk about uh talk about the music what you guys are doing now together because you guys you guys clicked right after that. You started writing songs. You guys are still doing work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, five years later, right? Something like that. Yes, sir. Uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, any upcoming projects. Anything you guys working on now? Oh, I'll let you talk on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're working on, um, we're getting ready to release our first master uh, single, master recording yeah. uh, as a actual record label. So the past four or five years, you know, we just went by the group name Hill Zion. Um, and then we allegedly started the record label, but it was not legally done. We didn't have an LLC. We didn't have yeah. any of that, you know, so we were just out marketing ourselves as a record label. Yeah. Um, we found so, out about that too. Cause when yeah. I went to write up the contract, my, my attorney's like, yeah, these people don't exist. Yeah. 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 And it's <laughs> just kind of, you know, but you guys got it together. You got the LLC. Yeah. Now you guys are starting to build it out. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are legally, yeah. you got a record label. You're going to use that to distribute this new record. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so yeah. it'll be released under Hills Iron Records. It'll be, our, it'll be our very first, uh, master recording. Um, shout out to star beats. They produced the track, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, Brandon Kaylee. He's the, uh, electric, um, electric guitarist on the track. He actually yeah. wrote his solo and the, uh, the lead for us. Um, and then also, um, we got it mixed by, um, a friend of ours called, uh, named Mark at a uh, platinum mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made a lot of connections. Um, just, we got the LLCs at the end of, um, 2019 and, um, and we've been going with it ever since. So it'll mm-hmm. be our very first um, master recording. It's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Have you guys released uh, any, if, if people dug you out, you know, could they find any EPs or anything like that? Or is it uh, just so, singles for that you guys released so far? Yeah. So we, um, so we completely renovated our YouTube channel okay. um, over the years. Um, just simply because um, 
I felt like, you know, we should have it, everything copywritten and, uh, you know, registered with BMI and all that kind of stuff. Cause we were just, I'm, I'm very iffy about people stealing stuff and, you know, yeah. kind of taking stuff. So we took a lot of stuff down, um, but we're rebuilding everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, so now that we're a legit record label, we're, um, this will be the very first um, song that we're releasing under this label, but we do have content on our um, YouTube yeah. channel right now. Yeah. And you guys started your LLC, uh, getting your company record label off the ground uh within the year right within mm -hmm. the last 12 months yep yes, so this sir. this is all new but at the same time it's something you guys have been practicing for years absolutely yeah have you guys um worked on uh do you guys have any ideas on like forecasting for distribution like are, do you have a, a method that you guys have planned for like are we're trying to do anything in our community to promote this uh or is this just you know like throw it on soundcloud hope it does well <laughs> <laughs> i wish uh <laughs> no we, we actually I, we've actually been planning and just kind of um just kind of analyzing how we want to go about it. So I, definitely for distribution, we want to go through DistroKid. Mm -hmm. That's more so like an independent route. Yeah. Um, a lot of independent artists do that. Um, we also found some promotional um, schemes that we want to use um, to get it out on Spotify, get into uh, some curated playlists and so on and so forth. Um, a, a big shout out to Rapzilla. Um, oh, yeah. com. We're going to be sending it out to them. Uh, Christian hip hop goes just as hard. Um, just different Christian blogs and so on and so forth. And, and then we're also going to invest uh, in, in just major promotion on like Facebook and Instagram and so on and so forth to just promote it ourselves. So yeah, yeah. People, I'm not, I mean, they're not sponsoring us, but if people don't know, if you're like trying to find Christian music, of course, come check these guys out. We're gonna have links to them all in the description of this. But if you guys are looking for a large selection. Um, definitely check out Rapzilla. Yeah, I, for sure. That's I, I grew up on that stuff. So oh, yeah. like, uh, I think they they first started becoming popular, probably 2012 yeah. through th 2016, because that was right around uh, the time, just before streaming became as popular as right. for music. So like that was iTunes existed, but it was mostly people buying songs individually. Like streaming was becoming popular. SoundCloud was just becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, that was where you went to, to yeah. find any of the christian music because otherwise oh, yeah. it was so underground you couldn't find it anywhere yeah absolutely but uh thankfully uh reached records and uh it was a reflection yeah, yeah. reflection those were, yeah those were the homies, rmg man. all those yeah. guys paved the way so that uh new artists can be taken a little more seriously in yeah. the industry or at least yeah, yeah for sure man and shout out to Derek minor canon those, those are the big bros man kanye. They, they, <laughs> he said kanye <laughs> yeah we could throw him in there too uh jesus is king I absolutely did you like it did you like his name? actually man i actually liked it i actually did <laughs> i listened to it it was really actually, good um it was uh it wasn't what i expected i thought it was going to be just a big gimmick i uh, know but it was it was nice you Production follow um like his uh sunday choir or anything like that do you like keep up with like what i mean because I, I know he'd be a secular artist up to i mean up to this point or however you want to view him i've always yeah. enjoyed his music i've, I've yeah, always yeah, looked yeah. up He's to him a as a for sure. good example yeah, of yeah. what it means to make good music like good music <clears throat> in terms of quality yeah yeah, yeah. For sure. i mean everybody might disagree on the message so like um so you're saying do you have like a favorite track or anything from it the anything that stood out to you i love his use of choirs for me personally yeah, but like yeah. what, what is it about you that you, you like anything from it to be honest i'm a i'm a producer yeah i have an ear for the music and stuff so i like to listen to the, the different instruments and, mm -hmm. and just the the mix on the vocals and stuff so oh, i yeah. would definitely say um his ingenuity just how he um engineers these beats from scratch just yeah. his his ear for the music and like it's just crazy like his 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 mixing and mastering is crazy his production is great so yeah yeah for um for me my inspiration always uh when i'm doing these like i grew up on youtube and that was how i started making videos like i loved all these people um i've always had a heart for music trying to right. uh look up to like these music video types real goats producing everything for the baby he blew up this year i love him i know wow. you, i know we got we got different opinions on him right <laughs> I, I love i love kanye um i love his music videos they're always just so crazy and original yeah um so for me those are things that have inspired me over the years to mm -hmm. get more creative and try new techniques uh but you guys are you guys aren't producing videos you guys are producing music what's yeah. um for you both individually i want to know uh, do you have an inspiration growing up, somebody that you looked up to or, you know, after you guys may have made some changes with your hearts or anything like that, that you've converted? Like maybe you grew up on Tupac and now who's yeah. your role model? Uh, who's your role model growing up and how has that changed over time? Oh, yeah. Uh, pass that off to LG. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listening to um, listening to Lecrae. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lecrae, man, that's that kind of inspired me a lot and mm -hmm. just. Seeing him when he was doing the mission and everything, speaking positive, man, it, it really got to me. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, but I, I was kind of nervous to make that change from secular music, to be honest. But when God's pulling at you, man, it's like, hey, you know, you either give in or turn away from it. Yeah. And I gave in and it it worked out. Yeah. What was it about uh, Lecrae that, that you find drawing or inspiring? I mean, the lyricism. I, I like his delivery, you know, the songs and just everything yeah. about it right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Dude, that's uh, it was, uh, Dirty Water. Oh, the dirty water. Oh man, <laughs> that track. did he really? Yeah, he Dude, that, one of the song hits hard. Yeah. The oh, beat's insane on it. Oh, yeah. But then the oh. meaning behind it, it's like, all right, what, what do you think about like the, the people less than? It's like, all right, well, the people less than where they at? It's like that Africa. Yeah. What's Africa? It's like dirty water. All right. Oh man. And then he just he finds so many ways to bring Excuse in alliteration me. and I want to say puns, but like he is doing a ton of wordplay on these yes, tracks. And that's I love wordplay, man. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm still working on it now, and I know this may sound a little off, but I do kind of listen to Eminem because I like no, his, his flow, his delivery, yeah, and just the way he he put punchlines and metaphors together. I'm like, man, if I was that creative, like, oh yeah, that's that's another. Like I'm I'm honestly I still listen to all types of music. Yeah, but I know my lane. Like mm -hmm. I know I'm supposed to be doing this Christian music, but I try to draw in insight from everywhere I can, like whether it's secular yeah. and this and that, but I still use it to do the mission God called me to do, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like the uh, the analogy is, or something along the lines of like, uh, do you think you have to be a Christian to be a good dad? It's like, well, no, like there's plenty of good dads out there. There's plenty of good parents. There's good employees. There's good em employers, like good mm -hmm. companies. Yeah. You don't have to be a Christian to be good at something. But it's really cool whenever you find people that do. And as a Christian, I don't think personally that there's anything wrong with taking inspiration, looking up to people, doing creative or unique things that stand out to you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm of the belief that if uh, if if you want to learn about something, find somebody that's good at it exactly. and look up and learn from them. You know, they don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I know, like, people of different religions that are better at patience than a lot of my friends that are Christian. So, it's like, all right, come yeah, teach yeah. me, man. Teach me right. how you're doing exactly. that Buddhist life. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, do you, um, about to pass the mic off, I want to know about you. Where's, uh, where's your musical inspiration coming from right now? Or, oh, and man. growing up, too. Uh, so, growing up, I, I listened to a lot of Bob Marley. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. My uncle, um, he was big into like the reggae scene. Yeah. Um, so we would go to like the Nine Mile Fest, which is uh, which is done in Miami. Um, I only went once. Is that Miami, Miami or South Beach? Yeah. Yeah. South, like South Beach. Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. the party town. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was it was fun, man. I, um, You know, you go up there, you get to see Ziggy Marley and all these all the kids of, of Bob Marley and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. And just hear all this music and just their their energy. The adrenaline you get for seeing these guys jump all over the stage, the soul that they have with their music and everything is just yeah. crazy. It, it's it's really nice. Um, and then we, you know, obviously growing up in the struggle, you listen to a lot of Tupac, yeah. like Dear Mama and Changes and so on and so forth. So yeah, um, no, but, you good man. You know, I'm, I'm with my brother, man. I, you know, Lecrae's definitely been that inspiration to me. My very first time ever, I didn't know Christian hip hop was as big as it was until I went to the Winter Jam in like 2012 or something. Yeah. And then uh, Lecrae came out and he came out to I'm Turned. And I'm like, this is crazy. I didn't even know people did Christian hip hop on this level. And I'm like, I'm I was stuck on on reach from that point on. And oh yeah. And then now it's just evolving with one day. And you got what up PG, you got one K. Yes. These guys are Dude, RG is insane. One K few. Is that yeah. how you? I've always said it that way. So that yeah, one K few. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the, these guys are super talented, man. And, and then Derek, of course, uh, I opened up for him in, in uh, Murfreesboro two yeah. years ago. Um, That's so cool. that, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Me and my wife got to go, you know, chill with them, grill, all that kind of stuff. Just pick his brain. And, did you and give me Canon. I did. I did. I actually have both of them in my phone right yeah. now. Yeah. So I, I talk to him all the time. Call and bring him in. No, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> super, that'd be, super that, awesome. That would be insane. Man. But did you, was that before or after? Um, so people don't know, uh, mm. this is like, and as far as Christian ministry goes, Christian music, these are really big labels. These are as far as I'm aware, the biggest, unless you're counting like CMG or whatever the yeah, yeah. whatever the big one is that Toby Mac and all those, mm -hmm. the radio Christian artists yeah, are yeah, on, yeah. and then you have the people that uh, you can't you can't play around your grandma because they they rap and and they don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Cannon was a, a part of RMG at this point, I'm sure, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a really bad accident. Yeah. Uh, he he went to like help somebody in like a burning car, jumped off a bridge yeah, on accident. Yeah, so they yeah. they were um I think they were coming home from um a uh, I think they were doing like a 
uh, they, they were doing a show, I know for sure. Yeah. Um, and this this man had a real bad wreck, and um, Cannon was telling them, you know, don't move. There's gas leaking everywhere. Um, and so the guy went to try to turn the car on, and Cannon ran and jumped over the median. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know that there was like a 15-foot drop. Yeah. And he fell to straight rocks. Dude, and wild. he broke a lot of bones in his body. They had to airlift him to the hospital. He was yeah. he was uh, eating out of tubes for months. Um, I think he I think he broke his jaw. I think he had his yeah, he mouth did. wired shut and everything. So yeah. it was I watched the documentary about it and then he told me a little bit about it too. So it was it was crazy. But the documentary is really inspirational. It's called Grateful. Mm-hmm. And it's super dope, bro. It's super yeah. dope. Yeah. Dude, that's uh that's really cool whenever video and music get come together like yeah. that tells tell a story. Absolutely. But yeah, I've uh, I've always looked up to him, KB, oh, especially Minio, uh, yeah. the only white rapper out, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's nice. Uh, his music's deep. That's uh, I, I have a real appreciation for those people that uh, tell, put their heart out there and tell their stories. Because I know yeah. like uh, was a uh, Trip Lee, like he's always struggled with his uh, physical health. Like yeah, and yeah. His, he's always got that. Uh, I think it's like CFG or something like or CFT chronic fatigue, yeah, he has uh, chronic fatigue, fatigue yeah. syndrome, yeah, mm-hmm. CFS. Um, but you know, he talks about his struggles a little bit, and then yeah. you know, Lecrae, like all those artists are putting their hearts out there, and it's not, it's not club music, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. maybe maybe one or two every once in a while, but most of it's just them telling stories, right? That, that's really cool. Uh, but with you guys, when you're producing, when you're making your own music, is there a is there something that you try to keep in all of your songs or like uh do you take that creative freedom and try to just make a fun banger every once in a while or like is it always story driven is it always about yourself are you talking about other people what's uh what is there a common theme in your music that you try to promote yeah for sure um so with us um when it comes to our creativity it's all about telling stories um like the new single you guys go get it when it drops um it's coming out at the end of this month um, so end of this month, beginning of April, mm-hmm. uh, the name of it is Broken. Uh, it's yeah. featuring my brother, LG. Um, so it's Hill Zion. So we're, we're a lot of people don't know we're a duo. So yeah. Hill Zion is not only a record label, we're a duo. Didn't um, know that either. Yeah, yeah, you guys so, are a sponsor. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually a duo. So we, Hill Zion is getting ready to release this single Broken. But, but yeah, um, main example, I went through some stuff with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course LG, he, he deals with a lot of us and I'll let him tell his part. But for me, um, it was definitely just my, my father was released from prison, mm-hmm. um, at October of last year. I dealt with a lot of anxiety, depression. I dealt with suicide because of it. Yeah. Um, so it's just some heavy stuff and, um, I just wanted to talk about it. So that's a lot of what we do whenever we're going through things that kind of helps us in our creative space to really talk yeah. more about what we, what we deal with. Yeah. So. The, the the nf model yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, just yeah. talk about everything that's going on in life and people uh people are drawn to it because people uh can relate yeah. to what that feels like to be in a dark place to go through something hard and it may be different for everybody but that's something yeah. if you're sharing your story everybody can find a way to connect to that yeah. in some way you know yeah. but what about you man oh well most of my battles man it's more spiritual mm-hmm. i know i keep getting on a spiritual level but like battling like the dark spiritual things man it's it's tough and zion mm-hmm. to like he said i've dealt with that panic attacks and just thoughts that shouldn't be in my head like man it's it's tough yeah and that's where most of my stories come from dealing with dark and the light and it'll go back to a lot of dreams i actually had like really before i got saved man a lot of my dreams uh dealt with being stuck in the dark and can't wake up like it's mm-hmm. it was crazy yeah and a lot of my music i write that's where it comes from so yeah yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah man <laughs> now with uh with you guys' music um do you what was your uh reason so i knew like you've you've worked with uh the label with uh was it gino you guys were doing hill zion together at one point or you guys were at least making some music together is that right uh we talked about it we, yeah. were, we were preparing mm-hmm. to do something like that but it, it just never worked out okay. it never fell through yeah all right and then um whenever you guys decided you guys met you guys started making music together what was the reason for uh doing a duo instead of just having two people on one label kind of like a co-partnership type thing yeah the connection was just on a whole nother level Mm -hmm. i mean spiritually you know once he was baptized in jesus name and filled with the holy ghost and it's just the connection was just there the i mean there was no such thing as a writer's block between us Mm -hmm. because 
I mean, he'd come out with this crazy flow, and then I'm I'm already like in my lane. I'm writing something, and the stories it it just correlates. It goes together. So mm-hmm. we we would always just connect on a different level spiritually when it came to writing music. So that's what caused us to just do a duo, Hill Zion, as opposed to you know being just Cross Truth and LG, which in the future we will release yeah. our own separate. Marty um, and Fern have their own albums, yeah, but they yeah. still got social clubs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, we'll do we'll do like individual stuff in the future and stuff, you know, tours and whatnot. But um, I think the biggest thing right now is just for us to get the mission vision out for what Hill Zion is all yeah. about. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, do you guys have like, I mean, you talked about it a little bit, you touched on it about the reason you're doing music one is your passion, but it like gives you a way to talk about what you're going through and share that story. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, like they find an outlet. This is like their therapy. Like for me, it's listening to people sharing stories and having meaningful conversations, trying to build relationships. That's why I do this. Right. And for you guys, it sounds like that's a little bit for the music. But is there like a favorite part about when it comes to producing music for you? Is there something that like that's really what's drawing you in? Anything like that? Um, For me, the creative process is the therapeutic part because mm-hmm. um, you're, you're getting all of those. Uh, it's kind of like a detox. Yeah. It's like you're detoxing because you're writing all of your thoughts or just those feelings that you have, you're putting it, you know, through pen and paper, whether it's I'm typing it on my phone, mm-hmm. I'm getting these thoughts out of my head. And so I feel a lot more clearer, um, like, like with Broken. You know, when I wrote my verse and I did that chorus, um, when I got it out of my system, I felt like I had just ran outside and yelled to the top of my voice. You know, it's like I got it out. I finally got it out. I finally get to tell somebody that, hey, I dealt with suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate my dad, um, but I, I'm, I'm not uh, I don't approve of his, you know, his mistakes or, or yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. And even just talking about my daughter that I just had, my beautiful daughter, Leilani. Hey, baby. Um, so <laughs> and my wife, um, they've just been a big support system. And I know that's a little bit off, but um, that's therapeutic for me and just having them in the studio with me mm-hmm. when I write. But, um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's just me. That's my therapy and performing. Performing yeah. is another therapeutic. It's like, it's missionary. You, you get to get up in front of people, whether it's 20 people or 30 Yeah, and you, you just get to tell your story. So yeah, that, that's my take on that. What's your favorite part, LG? Yeah, LG. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, man. Just detoxing, releasing everything, you know, just getting everything out of my system and, mm-hmm. uh, my son, he asked me one time too, like, Dad, why do you like music so much? And that's what I told him. I was like, man, when you feel like you hold so much in and it's like kind of tough to talk to people, it's like when I go in the studio, that's my way of getting everything out. I'm talking to the music and whoever decides to listen, then it's like I'm talking to those people now that's listening, man. It's it's a cleansing for me. No, for I, real. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's rhythm and poetry, right? Like that's, uh, that was how people have been doing it for hundreds of years. Like mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of the Bible is even written in a poetic form. It's like, oh yeah, it's partly people just sharing stories and telling what they know. Uh, and in general, that's what books are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it could be like uh, fictional, but for the most part, there's, there's a story, there's something there that is, uh, somebody's trying to convey, whether that be part of that creative process, coming up with something original, uh, or, you know, it could be that combination of something original, but also partly of what you're going through and trying to uh, trying to get it out. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, I, like one of the, again, one of the best examples, like you'd mentioned earlier, was Eminem and then his uh, small, smaller <laughs> comparison. NF. like that's how they make their. Oh, uh, no, nobody's going to like that. NF hates that comparison. Yeah, I'd never do. You don't like being compared to Eminem? No, he hates it. Eminem, wow. Eminem didn't call him out in a song, but. Eminem says the F word in songs, like, right? He, he does mm-hmm. it. In one of his songs, he says NFing. Yeah, 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 he did. He did. So Which, he thought it, it was seemed, like a diss It or seemed something. like it was a diss, but to, to um, <clears> but <throat> to, uh, to, um, gosh, what's his name? I just missed it. Not Eminem, the other guy. Uh, he, he read that, mm-hmm. and other people told him and tweeted him. He's like, he, he responded. He's like, honestly, if he knows who I am, that's amazing. Yeah. Like, he took yeah. it so positively because he did look up to him growing up, yeah. but he wants to not be known that he's not the same point being though both of those guys do a great job of uh, making their pain part of their music and part mm-hmm. of their branding because like I mean you know Eminem's always doing his own thing but for the most part the reason he got big was talking about his life and how hard his childhood was right mm-hmm. and sharing that story uh, and then they they went on to do really big things right now they're yeah you know, I mean I think uh, NF's almost broken away from the Christian label a little bit like he's 
he's getting played on every radio station not yeah. just not just the christian ones now uh and it's because his music it's uh it's got a story that people connect with the beats mm-hmm. are always good his lyrics are good a little predictable sometimes but he's good yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and they found a way to make it so I'm, I'm a little curious about you guys and what's uh what's your one to five year goal like what's that uh what's your projections look like uh where are you trying to be that by then one to five years i probably let bro tell that that side but um one to five years for me and the label i hope we be more universal is what yeah, you're saying and sure. just mm-hmm. in a good place where we can be on a, a platform to share more you know, yeah. with people so now let bro talk the rest <laughs> yeah no he, he hit it right on the head absolutely like that's 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 the thing just just you know being missionary minded being able to get out in the community more um, you know, have more connections with a lot of more, um, you know, nonprofit organizations, being able to give back. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest goals um, is to be able to put on um, a festival that me and you talked about, the yeah. Zion Fest. Um, and at the end of that festival, to be able to write a big check for somebody to go to school somewhere or to pay off somebody's, uh, you know, medical bills or whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. um, I'm always thinking of ways. We're always thinking of ways. My, my wife is always thinking of different things. So, That's so cool. you know, we have a and shout out to my wife. Hey, baby. Um, <laughs> um, so we she's she's always throwing ideas out there. She's like, oh, I think we should do this. or Oh, I think we should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm a little bit hard headed. Sometimes it, it doesn't sound like a good idea in the moment, but then I'll, I'll be thinking, I'm like, yeah, that was dope. So we, we'll work on that. But, um, but yeah, yeah that definitely in the next five years, just growing, building a bigger platform, being able to reach more people, yeah. um, you know, being able to share the gospel with more people, being able to talk about Jesus in front of more people yeah. and, um, and, and not really looking for the spotlight. We're not looking to, to get rich. Um, but we definitely want to, you know, build wealth and be able to teach other people how to build wealth and just build wealth and be able to get out in the community with other small entrepreneurs like, you know, like yourself and other people that we're working with to try to, you know, just build a community of, of uh, you know, young entrepreneurs and, and just be strong minded. Yeah, I like that. Well, we got about uh, we're a little over halfway through, but we're going to go and do some sponsorships now. Every every episode we always promote. Uh, Hill Zion Records. Yeah, They're one sure. of our main sponsors. That's why we're so glad to have you guys in here Thank on you. top of, uh, you know, just being talented artists. <laughs> so since they're in here today and we're talking for about 45 minutes all about them, I thought it'd be nice to, you know, talk about ourselves for once and uh, promote the podcast. You know, if you guys are uh, creative, innovative, entrepreneurial minded, trying to make differences in your community, again, like these gentlemen are, uh, even when they talk about their future, they're still trying to make a difference for everybody else, you know, like they want to make a way for themselves, but they still want to give back in everything they do. Um, and uh, we would be happy to have more people like that on here. So if you know anybody interested uh, in sharing their story, sharing their mission, anything like that, we'd love to have them on. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, we would also uh, love to, um, uh, you know, continue making them. And we would, uh, one of the main reasons we're even able to make these is because of these sponsorships. So, uh, Patreon, you can do one-time donations. You can be a regular sponsor like Hill Zion. Um, and that just helps us continue bringing on more creative people, more entrepreneurs, more people uh, share their story. And maybe someday, we're talking about one to five-year goals. Yeah. My goal, uh, when I when I started this, it was a, it was a, it was like a, you know, Hail Mary goal, right? Something right. maybe long-term. Uh, if this goes well, you know, I would love to get to the point where it's like the Jimmy Fallon of podcasts like the Absolutely. Joe Rogan yeah. up to that level where you can have somebody on with 10 followers yeah. they come share their story they make really good art music whatever they're doing nonprofits, and then the next day they got 10 people wanting to volunteer at their place they got sure. a thousand new followers they got a hundred thousand new plays on their music like to get to that point where we can um give back and to uh, promote these people the way that they deserve. Because I think yeah. a lot of times creative people aren't uh, given the money they deserve or at least the recognition until after they're dead. That's true, man, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, who's the most recent one? Uh, uh, Juice World. Juice World. that was actually, yeah. Tons of rappers have died this year, yeah. uh, past year. But um, he was the one that I really, I enjoyed listening to the most out of, uh, a lot of mainstream artists. He was the the was not mumble rappers. What do they call him? The uh, oh shoot, the uh, the the perp, rap, yeah, perp rappers. Emo, yeah. I don't know all these all these young kids coming up on Lean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but out of all of them, he was the one that I thought was the the most genuine 
and was always trying to actually put how he felt in the music. It may yeah. not have agreed with him all the time, but he he seemed so authentic about it. Yeah. A lot of his music was about drugs and it was about how depressed he was. Yeah. And then one day he was doing what he normally did to to cope and uh he didn't wake up, right? Mm. So Same. that's uh that's <laughs> on a sad note, but yeah, uh yeah. but yeah, this um I think it's really cool whenever people do put their hearts out there and it's sad whenever they don't get the help they need yeah yeah for sure uh, but that's uh that's what people like you guys are out here for that's yeah. what you're trying to trying to bring awareness to it you're talking about that in your music yeah, yeah. uh but also bringing hope with that too yeah there is a way out there is there's a way to handle that properly yeah or um i wouldn't even say properly but there's a there's healthy outlets for you if you're trying to if you're struggling with that right yeah yeah for sure absolutely now do you want to do you want to dive a little bit more into uh into what that was like for you that that mindset because for me personally i've never lost anyone that close ex like a, a father figure or anything right. like that uh or um anybody uh anybody close enough either death or something that drives you to that point of just extreme sorrow yeah uh, I don't know if, if that's too deep, but no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. curious myself. Yeah, we're, we're always willing to talk about, um, you know, what we go through. That's that's what that's what makes us human. Mm -hmm. You know, being able to relate with everybody. It, it's so many young men out there that deal with, you know, fatherless issues, um, you know, where their dads are, you know, just not in their lives. And that's something that, to be honest, it was something very prevalent in my household. Like all of my cousins, with, without the exception of one, um, my uncle, you know, he was a father figure to all of us, but for the most part, all the rest of us, our dads were out doing their own thing. My dad was in prison my most of my entire life. Yeah. Um. So I mean, dealing with depression is a is a is a strange thing because most of my life I had never dealt with depression. Mm -hmm. Um. And if I did, I didn't notice because I didn't know what depression was until I became an adult. Um. But when he was released from prison, that's when I finally realized that I had anxiety. Um. Mm -hmm. I dealt with depression. I felt ways that I had never felt and I didn't think it was safe for me to be feeling that way. Um, and uh, me and you talked a lot about the whole creative aspect of it because I had put music down for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I had no intentions of ever picking it back up again. Yeah. I reached out to him one day. And I was like, hey, uh, I made a thing for you like a year ago. Could you leave us a Google review? And he's like, <laughs> I still want to make music. I'm like, all right, can you leave the review? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm going to make music. I'm like, cool can you leave the review and then he just kept bringing it up i was like dude you should go do it if this is what you want to do go do it and then yeah. like six months later you started started the company back up you you brought lg as, as a part of that i know you probably you were probably making music the whole time weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I was still yeah you're still making music of course he, he couldn't give it up if he tried right yeah it stuck with me man yeah but uh so you guys uh you guys reconnected started the company uh that was all probably, but just within the last six months, right? Six to ten months. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, all of that happened right before to, like uh, October mm -hmm. of uh, 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we kind of just kind of jumped out there into the deep end all at one time. Yeah. So uh, you were talking about the uncle being a good um, influence, like a father figure, kind of like filling that role. Uh, but growing up in a, a household without without a dad and seeing a lot of uh, your uh, you know, brothers and sisters, your relatives, cousins, and all that type of thing. Um, did, did that act? Did that have? Um, were you ever self-aware? And you're like, this is like changing how I view families. Or was there a point where you saw other families getting together, and you saw the mom, dad, the kids all together, and you're like, I want that. Or like, why don't I have that type of mentality? Yeah, man, it's 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 kind of emotional now just thinking about it because when when my daughter was born, like it it did something to me, you know, mm -hmm. um, just watching her come, uh, it felt, it felt a big void for me. Mm -hmm. And I had never had that before. Like I felt that emptiness in my heart most of my life. Yeah. Then when my, when my daughter came and I heard her cry, it, it, it just broke me. I was like, wow. <laughs> like I had never felt that before in my life. I'm like, whatever that was, that was not there. It, something just filled it. Mm -hmm. And, um, it it was just the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. Um, but watching other people like we had a neighbors that lived across the street from us. They would be out there with their dad all the time, skateboarding, playing football, and I would sit on the porch, and I would have to throw the football to myself. I would have to teach myself how to do this and do that. Um, and I would watch them, and I'm just like, man, I want that one day. Like I I I want my dad here. It was a house 
on the next block and I would always walk past that house. I'm like, me and my dad are gonna live in that house when he gets out of prison. And not knowing that I would be living in Nashville, I would be married, I'd be, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, owning my own record label with my brother and just doing, you know, doing what we're doing now. And yeah. to have my wife and my daughter now, it just makes a big difference. So, um, it it's just one of those things where, like, when you go through it, it'll it'll wake you up. Mm -hmm. It'll wake you up, and you realize what what's so important about being a dad. I think a lot of men won't really realize what it is until they become a father. Right. That's when it really hits you. Like, okay, I can't do this to my dad. I heard Andy Mino say, I take a bullet in the rib before I hurt my kid. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I would never want my daughter to cry because I did anything to hurt her. I, I never want to hurt her or my wife, you know? Yeah. And I, I think having that Jesus love for our significant others, like, there's no greater love than this that a man would lay down his life for his friend. Like, that's how I feel now. Mm -hmm. Like, my daughter is my friend. My, my wife is my friend. Like, I love them. And so that's why I want to create awareness with this song that we're getting ready to release that, yeah. you know, it's, it's always an answer to the depression. There's always an answer um, to the suicide. Like, you don't have to result to that. Like, Jesus carried all of that to the cross. When we hear Isaiah saying that he was wounded for our transgressions, he was mm -hmm. bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. Like, Jesus literally dealt with all of that. All of those sorrows he took to Calvary, so there's no reason why we should have to bear that on our own yeah you know what i mean like yeah it's i'm sorry <laughs> no dude you're good you're good that's um yeah. one of uh my favorite christian artists one that clearly doesn't give enough credit uh, get the credit he deserves is no big deal yeah yeah yeah. have you heard close no i have not listened jeez to close, man. man that song hits hard i um so i like you're talking about all this like very emotional stuff and everybody struggles with something different. Like yeah, yours yeah. is clearly a, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to it and deeper down, but like, it sounds very surface level of like, uh, uh, you, like you read a book and there's like person versus environment, person versus themselves, mm -hmm. uh, person versus spirituality. Like there's, there's a good thing, there's a bad thing and they're at odds. And that's how that's, that's the human struggle. Like there's always something for you. It sounds like it's you in this environment of like growing up and then you have the kid and it's things around you uh, that struggle with you and your, your father figure and trying to identify like, what, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a dad? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then for you, you were talking a little bit about the uh, at odds with like the spirituality. So that might be you versus yourself or you versus, uh, exactly. you know, like your, your mind almost in a way. Uh, so tell us, um, Tell us about your struggles, man. Man, you, I mean, you pretty much hit everything on the head. It's pretty much I'm I'm my own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. Like I battle with doubts. Yeah. Like it's like I know I got the confidence, and then I come right back and doubt myself. I'm always second guessing, and then it's like, like I said, the the dark and the light things. It's like okay, if you do this on the dark side, you'll be dominant, or if you do this on the light side, you'll be dominant. So like that's how that's my struggles. Like it's. I don't know if it's too common with everybody, but that's what I deal with. Yeah. Being my own worst enemy. So Yeah, I'm gonna pull up those lyrics real quick from uh close because mm -hmm. you talk I feel like I mean, I, I grew up without a I mean, I had a father figure, but I grew up in a divorced home, you know, fifty percent US. I, it was a coin flip whether or not I would or wouldn't. Uh but I had a good good dad, uh positive role model, see him every other weekend type of thing. But like mm -hmm. I can I can relate a little bit to it, not to clearly not to the degree. But like you, you go see the kids having fun with the, with their friends. Um, and to me, it was like, oh, like they get to be with their dad throughout the week. But then my sister, um, she grew up my there, my mom and uh, she has a different dad. They were also divorced. And to her, she would see me going every other week into my dad. So like, even though you, you might be sad, you don't realize other people are looking at you like, wow, I wish I had that. And you're looking at other people. Wow, I wish I had that. And it's just like so much that people um it's just like i don't know if it's, it's about like the capitalistic society or the materialistic society i think it's any society honestly yeah. uh no matter where you live people are going to be in that comparison mindset i mean that's the cain and abel like you can't yeah. go any farther back than that right right uh so let's pull that up real quick but uh, for me personally my um I, I i really relate with yours on that you versus yourself mine's always been that struggle of um uh, my own thoughts and holding myself to this high standard. And recently we were going through Proverbs talking about um, wisdom. What is wisdom? And mm. my, you know, it was like a one hour podcast by the Bible Project. And they're talking about wisdom. Lady wisdom is like a sect of God. Like it is uh, a part of God. You can't have God. You can't have wisdom without 
it being divine in a way. Yeah. And there is no morality is so closely tied with wisdom. They don't they don't miss a line. Like you can be smart, but if it's not moral, then it's not wise. Mm. And if you're and if you're not yeah. smart and you're immoral, then you're just a fool. So uh, they're talking about that, and I thought that was just um, for me. That's my struggle because mm. like I'm smart per se, but they start talking about like if you're trying to get out of paying like certain taxes, you know you're going against, uh, it's it's smart of you to try to save as much money as you can, but it's not wise yeah. because you're going against morality. And the yeah. morality is pay to Caesar what is Caesar's yeah, type. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and you're trying to find loopholes. It's um, whenever somebody asks you a question and you don't lie, but you don't mm -hmm. tell them the full truth, that's not wise. Like yeah, you yeah. are you are tearing down the core of your, of your inner self. And mm. for me, it's always been a struggle of, um, uh, holding myself to unrealistic standards, holding other people's unrealistic standards, but then that hypocritical of what can I get away with? Yeah, 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 and sure. uh, and uh, I've always like struggled with like that emotional suppression and struggling with. Um, I think a lot of guys probably do too. Yeah, you yeah, know, for like, sure. Yeah, Every, uh, I think all men do. Yeah, yeah. You can't show how you feel and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, to the point we were, I was engaged for like, or not engaged. We were dating for like a year, mm -hmm. and I kept saying I love you, and I thought I knew what that meant. And then like after reading, after understanding, I'm like, oh my gosh, for the last like 20 years, I've had, I've struggled with emotional suppression, had no idea. I don't know what this means. She's like, all right, take a week. You know, she was so patient. She's always been the most patient person I know. Wow. So very wise. She's like, take a week, you know, like let's come back to me and let me know how, read a little bit, learn a little bit. Mm. Uh, she gave me that time and I, I got to process and learn. All right, I'm not healthy, but I want to be. Right, right. And then you have to like put that work into it. So we've just, um, she's just been one of the biggest helps. Like you go into a relationship, you're like, I think I'm ready, right? Mm -hmm. You're not ready. No, no one's no, ever ready. Nobody's never ready. Nobody's ever ready. And I think um, we were ready, I would say in terms of we were ready for the next step of we had done really well on our own growing. And then whenever we came together, we realized how much was still wrong. Wow. And we wouldn't have known that had we not come together. Mm -hmm. So then we start to like help each other grow and like, hey, I don't think this is healthy. And like, really, I've never, I've been doing this for 10 years. I didn't know that wasn't it. Wow. Uh, so uh, Closer by No Big Deal, he's talking in here, uh, uh, just his, his inner struggle with uh, how he feels inside in the relationship. And um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to, I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna have to read through this for a minute. Uh, but while we do, while I'm doing that, I'm gonna ask you a real quick question on yeah. um, on learning. What has been the most uh, helpful thing for you guys to learn specifically? I'm more curious about the music. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been interested in making music, but I'm like, where do you start? Like, yeah. what's been the most helpful from you going from, hey, I like listening to the radio to let's make a record label? Yeah, um, I think probably the most helpful thing um, for us would probably be trial and error. Mm -hmm. Just going, you know, going. See, we we've been doing this since 2014, 2015. Um, and I, well, I, I take that back. I, I well, yeah, trial and error. But moving to Nashville was definitely a help for me as far as like the creativity and the the business entrepreneurship mindset. Um, it just makes you curious to know, like, how are these people pulling this off? Like, mm -hmm. how are they able to build something from nothing? Um, with basically no type of capital, no income, no anything, you, you know, like how are they able to really, you know, construct something from nothing? Like where do they get these ideas from? How do they get the sponsors? How do they get the support system? Um, and then the more I started to do a lot of uh, YouTube research, um, just kind of watching videos and, and so on and so forth, um, it just kind of kind of gave me a good idea of, of how to go about doing it with, with the record label. Um, I think... I think you have to really, I don't think you have to know much about running a record label to start a record label. Mm -hmm. I think you just have to have the the vision of how you want your record label to be. Because everybody runs their record label different. Like if you uh, look at how Reach runs their record label, it's going to be totally different from how Derek runs his. Yeah. Um, the values, what what they prioritize. Right. You know, is it all about music? Is it about the mission? Yeah. Is it a hybrid? <clears throat> and, and then you can see how they function in their communities as well, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so for us, 
it was just more so about, okay, well, what are we going to bring to the table as a record label? Because we don't want to be a traditional record label. We're just always putting out music. We're always touring. We're always doing, you know, mm-hmm. key, Q&As and, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. we want to be out in the community. We want to help. Like, the tornado just hit uh, Nashville. Um, and so we're praying for the city of Nashville as it rebuilds itself. But, like, we want to get out in the community and help with that. Yeah. Um, we we want to be able to, like I said earlier, you know, send people to school, you know, pay tuition, pay people's, um, you know, medical bills or whatever the case may be. So um, I think when it comes to, to wanting to get a record label up and running, this is what's in your heart. Like, what do you want your vision to be? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the business side of it, that's just coming through, you know, uh, meeting different people and building relationships and so on and so forth. I think that's how you get that, yeah. that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I think that's helpful. <laughs> people out there are going to be like, uh, I think really what you're trying to say, maybe I'm misphrasing this, but um, like do your research. Yeah, you know, yeah, you sure. Look around, see what other people are doing, see mm-hmm. what you like, see what you don't like, yeah. take what you like and apply it to yours. It's not stealing, it's mm-hmm. it's the creative process. Yeah. I mean, don't rip rip it exactly yeah, but learn what you like learn what you don't take yeah. and take and give mm-hmm. uh but i did find that section of the song i was looking for um you know he you know being self-critical like he's the hardest person on himself like he's struggling with these thoughts these emotions uh what's going on inside of him and he's confronting his wife at this point in the song and talking like i'm i am not good enough like you you deserve better wow. and, and to be fair like none of us deserve anybody in a way right like Mm, we're all broken and no one's going to hurt you more than the people you're closest with whether that's your wife or your family right those are the people that have the most knowledge on you and they could break you yeah Um, but he says to her um uh just another day feeling out of place i really hate me when i see your face then i can contemplate what if i erase me better than facing the truth someone better waiting for you someone who is faithful to you and then she grabs his face with her wedding band against his jaw and says i'm here to stay for every win and every loss uh i can never estimate the price you pay uh to forgive my faults and baby girl you don't have to take this and she says boy you're gonna have to face this Mm. talking about like no matter what you go through like to have someone there to support you um and this was like a revelation to me when i heard this song is like is that like, you know, like, oh, to, for better and for worse. But, like, to me, I never really grasped how much you could hurt somebody and you still you still forgive them. Like, you have that patience. And, mm. and I, I don't think it's possible without, like, without just a super deep love. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it's probably different than the same, the type of love that you have for your kid whenever they're born. But, yeah. but like, it is it was something new that I had never experienced. Mm. And for me, going through the struggle of, like, what, what does it mean to love? And... And what does that mean and truly mean in a relationship? And then she's like, take your time. Yeah. And then he puts this song out like six months later and we're going through something else. And it just clicked with me. It's like, all right, this is this is a good, healthy relationship. Yeah. And as long as we're both willing to put in the work, like it it, it can only get better. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And eventually you guys are healthy enough that you can start pouring into other people's relationships yeah. and marriages and and you can be a good influence on your friends. And I, to me, just building that community is one of the coolest parts of it. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's bring this back on you for just a minute because right. we, we were going to be running out of time here soon. And um, you guys are from Tennessee, visiting Columbus, and you mm-hmm. guys have gotten to see most of the city so yeah, far. Yeah. It's, it's not as big as Nashville by any means. <laughs> but uh, how you guys liking it so far? It's not snowing today. Well, that's a good thing about it. It's yeah. not snowing. We get enough of that in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, it, it's uh, it's a lot of scenery. Um, I know, I know you're saying that it's not um, you know, it's not a lot here, but it's always good to be somewhere different for mm-hmm. a while. You know, clear your head. You get to take it in. Yeah. You and your um, wife kept saying, "Man, it's quiet here." Yeah, yeah, it's super <laughs> quiet here. Yeah. So it's, sure, it's like walking up and down the street, going to get coffee and stuff. You don't really hear. It's, it's, it's even when the cars pass by, they're quiet. Yeah. So it, it's it's good to just be here. It's a it's a different space. Um, yeah. And so it's 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 good for creativity we could probably come here and write you know <laughs> in the future so yeah no that's cool do you guys have any plans on coming back any would you guys ever consider doing concerts here that type of thing or Absolutely. Got anything planned for that yeah yeah we definitely want to um we want to broaden our horizons we we, we definitely want to come up here some more um, mm-hmm. you know work with you guys and yeah and get involved with triflix um guys triflix is that deal for real um but no yeah uh, we, we definitely want to put on um you know do some concert do some touring 
Mm-hmm. Um, try to build a fan base in every city that we we go to. Yeah. Um. Right now we're just kind of worried, you know, worried more so about <clears throat> working Nashville and, yeah. and getting getting Hills Iron out there. But uh, but definitely so, man. We got to come back and get on the podcast next time we come. Right we'll on, man. Booming. Yeah. No, I think that would be great. Uh, we'd love to have you guys back on. For sure. Um, we we're really hitting the wall on time here, so uh, I, I'll give you an option. Uh, misunderstandings or advice? Do you want to? Do you have any advice or any misunderstandings that you want to address? and give to people, answer for people, anything like that. Misunderstandings. Misconceptions, things people might have about you guys. Or you can give us one piece of advice. Either mm. one. I'll let you handle that. Some misunderstandings. What do you think? About us? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can go based off of what we dealt with in the past. I mean, Tell me as far as the, the, just the on and off thing. Record labels. All right, they decided. <laughs> <laughs> Record labels. Uh, labels. Well... I'll let you talk about that. Because, <laughs> hey, I, I really want to. I want your two cents. Tell me. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. I mean, I don't think anybody should have any um, misunderstandings about our record label. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, but, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinions about things. So, hopefully, yeah. you know, when we get out there the way we're supposed to, you know, we'll set the right image so nobody would get, I mean, mm-hmm. wouldn't get any misunderstandings about the mission and the goal yeah. that we're trying to set for. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's good. You want to be clear and concise about what you're trying to do out here. All right. Mm-hmm. And then pass that mic back over. I want a, a, advice on a, ha, how to handle a record label when they handle you a great contract. That's Oh, cool. man, that's a good one. <laughs> so we actually just had a, uh, a situation like that. Um, We're not running nobody into the ground or anything. Yeah, we won't say uh, their name. But, yeah, we're not going to say their name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, we actually got offered a, a record deal uh, from a record label. Oh, like great. Nashville. I bet it was a really good one, huh? No, it wasn't. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> when we got our uh, our lawyer, shout out to Mr. Kevin Levine in Nashville. He uh, he definitely helped us out. He saved us from a, a great butt whooping. Yeah. Um, we were definitely about to be in it for a while. Um, yeah. But I think the, the biggest thing is advice-wise when it comes to, like, record labels, um, have a lawyer. You yeah. Know, learn as much as you can. Uh, don't let your anxiousness get you in trouble. Because sometimes being impatient and get you in trouble. It almost got us in trouble. It almost got me in trouble for us. Yeah. Because uh, it was a connection that I made that that God allowed me to make. And I think now we we thought it was a connection to put us on a bigger bigger pa- platform. Could have been but, to learn. But yeah. So yeah. it's a learning experience for sure. And yeah. uh, we would have been tied into that deal for a long time, and uh, we wouldn't have made any profit off anything. Patience and av- avoid predators, man. There's people who are out there trying to vultures. Yeah, man. They're trying to get you. <laughs> culture vultures. Yeah, culture vultures. Man. Shout out to Drake. <laughs> That was subliminal. No, 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 no. It was direct. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> he makes good music. He makes things that go on the radio. He's popular. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. Uh, let's mm. talk about... I don't know. You guys want to chime in your opinion on Drake? Nope. Where no. I brought up DaBaby and Kanye. Uh, all right. Let's let's wrap, wrap this up. We're, we've hit... We're hitting close to an hour now. So... Um, what what do you, what's the uh, what's the next event you guys are doing and where can people find you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, this year, um, April through July, we're going to be at the Groove Nashville. Shout out to the Groove. Um, we're going to be there this uh, April twenty fourth, starting April twenty fourth, um, and the last date is going to be July the eighteenth. So it's going to be two Saturdays each month from April to July. We're going to be there promoting our new single, Broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big big record release. We're also going to have. Uh, a couple of artists that we're good friends with, they're going to be performing and whatnot. Um, hopefully, Triflix is there um, <laughs> to help out and uh, and to just make connections. This is a great opportunity for uh, you know different entrepreneurs, different artists to get together and just mm-hmm. connect on a whole other level and put on some good music and, and just have yeah. a good time and promote the single. So that's going to be fun. So yeah. So where where if they want to? I mean, clearly it's in Tennessee, but we yeah, might have some sure. people travel down there, myself included. Uh, is it you're gonna have a website up soon? Where can they find that information? Just Facebook, anywhere? yeah, Facebook for sure. Um, so we're gonna create a uh, event page, and then the groove is gonna um, help okay. us push that. Okay. Um, so once it goes up, we'll definitely let you guys know. But uh, you can yeah. find us on Facebook at Hill, Hills Iron Records. Mm-hmm. You can find us on YouTube at Hills Iron Records. Um, we're on Instagram, Hills Iron Records, on every platform. Is Hills Iron Records. Records. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, it wasn't taken yet. So no. yeah, they got all those handles. <laughs> yeah, we got it taken care of. Got it taken care For of. Sure. Man, that's one of the hardest parts. You guys think of a great name, get a logo design. You're like, oh, it looks so good in my head. And then like, yeah. you go out and then you have to like do uh, Tristan Watkins 218 or something like that because all the other ones are taken. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, you know, the domains, man. It's a, it's a, it's a very competitive market out here. We had to it pay is. like, yeah. Okay, my advice. If you have a great domain name, just change it a little bit. Just change it and save the 
fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> so you don't have to have triflix.com. Like yeah. Triflix LLC would have been fine. In fact, we own that for twelve dollars a month. Um, go find something else, man. There's always extra domain handles and all that stuff. Sure, but yeah. if you're lucky enough, grab it while it's hot because uh, you might be able to. You might be able, as lucky and fortunate as them. And that's <laughs> that's going to wrap up today. Um, you know, we're we're really glad that you guys could finally make it in. We get you guys sponsoring every single one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it was it's been a long time coming. Yeah, we're so are, glad man. to have you guys on for here. Sure, and thank uh, for having us. Yeah, really appreciate it. We hope that um, your uh, your next concert, this tour, this little uh, this uh, thing in uh, Tennessee where you guys are doing uh, every weekend for the, most of the summer, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hope it goes well. We'd be happy thank to you, come down, hang out, uh, get some extra photos and stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm sure you guys probably are really interested in this as well. If you guys liked this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe, hit like, whatever you got to do. Go, go there. Uh, this is on uh, Spotify. What is it? Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Google Play surprisingly has the most amount of plays. Never would have thought that was a thing. Yeah, me. Uh, YouTube. Uh, and if you go find us on Facebook, all these are Triflix Cast or Triflix. Um, just Triflix LLC, honestly. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out on YouTube and hit subscribe because that's where you can match faces with the names and the yeah. voices. That's where you get familiar with artists. That's where you build that connection. And of course, if you guys are interested in uh, uh, being a guest or you know somebody that you're like, hey, they'd be, they're really talented. They deserve to be a guest. Uh, we're here to promote them. We're here to give credit where it's due. If you know somebody with talent, let's let's publicize it. Let's make it popular, make it known. And if you guys want to support it, feel free to do that on uh, Patreon, something. The link's in the description. You guys can find it. You're smart. Uh, appreciate <laughs> it. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Uh, see you next episode. Here you go. Feels up. Like